Hey, what's going on? It's another day and another episode of the Creatively Paid Podcast. I really hope you guys have been doing well. I hope you guys have been enjoying the episodes. And for today, we're going to be focusing on, on something that's really interesting and very important, actually. Whether you are freelancing or you have dove full time into your creative business, and that is the whole idea of networking, right? Networking is very, very, very important. And it's often overlooked in the creative space because either it's because you're introverted, so you're not sure how to like get out there and talk to people about your business, or you may be extroverted, but you just really don't like talking about yourself or the things that you're doing or the plans that you have or the business that you have that solves a problem. But in today's episode, we're going to be looking at, I would say, a rather unique angle as to how you can start networking and how you can network in a way that is beneficial for both parties and it's not just self-serving. So today we're going to be talking with Michelle Warner and she's going to be laying down some awesome, awesome tips on how to network effectively as a creative entrepreneur, as a creative business owner. So I hope you enjoy this episode and remember to share and leave a review of this episode on this podcast in general if you are enjoying this podcast. And yeah, for sure, share it with your friends if you view think that this is something that they need to get in on as well. So yeah, without further ado, let's roll that intro and get straight into the episode. Welcome to the Creatively Paid Podcast, where it's all about helping creatives turn their passions into profit. If you've ever struggled with the business side of creativity, this is the podcast for you. Now here's your host, Casey Reed. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Creatively Paid Podcast. Today we have a very interesting episode where we're, we're going to be talking about networking and networking in a way that really helps to gather the right clients for you as a creative entrepreneur. So in many cases, we, we can fall short of this and there definitely is ample opportunity for networking in the right way. So in order to discuss that, we have Michelle Warner with us today on the podcast. So yeah, welcome, Michelle. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Oh, I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. So as we kind of mentioned before we hit record, we know that with creatives, there is that struggle of networking, especially if you are an introvert. You know, like there's many times where we're concerned with what to say, who to reach out to, how to reach out to whomever, which platform to do it on. Should I do it physically? Should I only do it on LinkedIn? So on and so forth. There's, there's a lot to think about when it comes to networking. And in today's episode, we want to kind of demystify that for us today. But before we kind of do, can you just give us like a brief intro to who you are and what you do and what you're proud of? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking. So I'm a business designer, which means that I work with solopreneurs, creative agencies, service providers of all kinds. And when their businesses stall out and plateau, I help them deconstruct their businesses. We look at it like a puzzle piece, figure out what's gone wrong with the business model and redesign it. So that's what I do oh, wow. kind of in my, you know, quote unquote, full-time job. <laughs> As part of that, mm. I recognized that there was this really big missing component that most people had, which was a lack of a network. And I mm. am the biggest introvert as well. And when I, mm. so 
flashback 10 plus years ago, I actually had a tech startup and I needed to figure out how to network in order to build that business because of who the clients were. Mm. So I had to get over this fear of networking. And as I was working with clients who had plateaued and realized that they didn't have a network working at their foundation and their life would have been so much better if their business had that foundation... I kind of revamped the system that I had used for myself all those years later and started introducing it and saying, hey, this might work. This may make it doable. I'm an introvert. I hate doing all this stuff too. Let's give this a go. And it really helped them. And this was about 18 months ago now. And you kind of fast forward and I just started sharing it with folks and it helped them so much that now I have gotten really involved with this networking thing on the side of the one-on-one business that I do. So I find it Mm. deeply ironic because I detest networking as much as some of the other introverts who are listening to this (laughs) might. Um, But I also understand the importance of it. And I'm very, when you ask what I'm proud of, I am proud that there is a system that makes it doable because there's data out there and there's science that shows if you don't have a strong network, your business is going to suffer from it, right? Your your business is the average of the quality of your network. And I don't like seeing businesses suffer from something that can be really intimidating, but that I also feel like there's, you know, a relatively easy solution to if you think of networking in a different way than what we traditionally think of it as, which is a bunch of like kind of cold calling nastiness, right? That just doesn't feel right. good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I know definitely with networking, it is a difficult thing, especially um, as an introvert. And one thing I, I have recognized, someone who is a solopreneur as well, and those who are out there who are solopreneurs, I'm pretty sure... We all face this issue of thinking that we kind of have to do it ourselves. You know, like we want to do everything ourselves and we kind of retract from trying to network with someone or even partnering with someone, collaborating. And in the beginning and even in the long term, if we continue with that mindset, it makes it very difficult to do certain things that would have been a lot easier if we just made the right connects, if we were willing to just kind of put out that olive branch and be like, hey, can I help you with something and so on and so forth. So with that, can you just kind of give us a brief understanding of why networking is important specifically for the solopreneur, someone who is primarily the person for their business? Absolutely. And you kind of nailed it. It's that if you're doing it alone, it's really difficult. And when you're doing it alone, a lot of times it ends up where you're networking with individual clients, or you're trying to network into meeting an individual client. And when you're doing that, what ends up happening is you're starting from scratch over and over and over again. Because every time Mm -hmm. you think about, oh, I have to hit up LinkedIn, I have to do this, it's always to find the next client. And that is really frustrating, right? Whereas when you're networking, what you can do is you can, what I advise and what my system looks at is going a step higher in the funnel. And I don't actually want you networking with anybody who may be a client of yours. Instead, I want you networking with the folks who already know your potential clients and you, so that you can build some natural partnerships and collaborations, right? And I think about it as an ideal connection avatar. We think a lot about who are our ideal clients, but we don't think about who's an ideal connection to make who would be a natural partner. And you're talking to creatives here. You know, we have photographers 
photographers should be partnering up with graphic designers. Graphic designers should be partnering up with photographers. There's so many natural connections here where you all share the same clients, but you're not competitive. And so these are the folks who you should be building a network with because when you're just getting started, you can all share your one-on-one clients and, you know, keep moving that way, Mm. but then you can all grow together. And as you start looking at potentially more leveraged, more efficient opportunities in your business that aren't just one-on-one work, guess what? Like you can layer those strategies together and collaborate in bigger and more efficient ways. And so you all just end up growing together. And then all of these fancy marketing techniques that we might look at have the power of collaboration behind them instead of you, again, trying to do it all yourself and continuing to build it all yourself. Because you put some of those more efficient marketing techniques on top of your own network Again, like it's just not going to work as well as if it does if you're if you're collaborating with folks. Right. Yeah, and that that's definitely so so key and so important when yeah. it comes to that journey of being a solopreneur and starting your your business as a photographer, a designer, a web designer, a videographer, and so on. We usually are going to start off by ourselves. Like, yeah, most people don't start off with a team. So this is actually a very very important aspect to understand and master as best as we can to be able to move forward in a way that really helps. And I know for sure I've already seen that with just creating this podcast and even various things that I've done outside of this podcast. And I've seen how the power of collaboration has helped me to do things that are bigger than myself a lot quicker and a lot more efficient as opposed to trying to do everything myself. Because when you do things by yourself, it's very easy to get burnt out in less time yep. because you're doing so much as opposed to you can go for a longer sprint when you have, when you're doing a relay, <laughs> you know, cause yeah, there's more absolutely. people on each leg. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely really, really, really important. And as we kind of dive into networking, can you kind of break down the whole process of how a person can go about networking in the right way as a creative? Absolutely. So there's two components of it. There is first getting some clarity about the foundation. And that involves a little bit of science. I won't share a ton of it here. And then there's the actual implementation. And I share that those two components, because what we screw up, and again, why it's always awkward, is because we just go straight into the implementation. We just go straight into being told you should reach out to people. And we don't take the literally 30 minutes or less that it would take to gain some clarity on how you should be doing that outreach and who you should be doing that outreach to. And so it's very awkward Mm. because you get in this defensive reactive stance where you are just reacting to whatever is coming into you as opposed to, Mm. again, coming up with a little bit of a foundation and a strategy so that you can be proactive. So how do you come up with that strategy? There's two things that you need to think through. Number one is what is your networking goal? And that may sound like a really easy question, and it's not. And Mm. the reason it's not is because most people are going to tell me it's to get clients, which is what we just (laughs) talked about. And I don't believe that you should actually be networking to get another client. You should not be networking with your clients. Your goal should be, Mm. your networking goal should be meeting people who already have access to your clients so that you can collaborate together so that you can do what I call borrow an audience, um, where they can introduce you to the audience they've already gained, and you can build some collaboration and natural referrals in that way. So thinking about what is that networking goal and forcing yourself to not answer to meet my next client. Your answer should be to meet someone who can 
introduce me to my next client and my next client after that, right? We want a stable network that you're not having to replace. And then once you've kind of determined that networking goal, it is coming up with who's the ideal connection avatar, who's going to meet that networking goal. So if I'm a photographer and I have determined that I'm going to take website photos, right? Mm -hmm. For solopreneurs. Okay. So now my networking goal becomes not to meet the solopreneurs, but it becomes who else can I connect with who are interacting with solopreneurs at a time when they need photos. Mm. So what's an answer to that? A graphic designer, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Or a videographer, right? Because maybe they're also doing video for their website. Right. So now I can create an avatar of that person and I can say, okay, who I'm actually trying to meet are the graphic designers who are designing websites for solopreneurs who are going to need an updated photo shoot. Mm. And then that's who I'm reaching out to. And now I can find some really easy ways, frankly, to reach out to that person that is not come up with all of the same networking gunk that usually comes up because I'm not actually asking that person to hire me for anything. I'm just trying to be their friend and and build a collaboration, right? right? And when we have that clarity, all of a sudden it becomes so much easier to number one, identify correct people to reach out to instead of again, being on the defensive and just talking to whomever happens to come into your orbit. Right. And number two, we have natural collaborations that can build as opposed to constantly having to start over and find the next client, the next client, the next client. Right. Oh man, that's a really good perspective. Right? And I, re- I really like that because- it kind of eliminates what we've, the ideology we've been told or understood <laughs> when it comes to getting into this entrepreneurship game is that, yeah, we just kind of rely on that whole thing of almost spamming people yeah. where we think we just got to get in the DMs and be like, hey, I can do a video for $50 or blah, 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 right? And it's like, mm, no, that's not the best way to go about things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's go yeah. find the people who already know the people who need it. And then obviously, as that happens, you will start knowing people who need their services and it becomes a back and forth that's just very natural and right. obvious for folks to to have those relationships. Yeah. And in, in that way, as you said, you mentioned almost like borrowing an audience mm-hmm. because for the most part... <sighs> It's not direct competition, obviously, because if you're a designer, you can easily work with a videographer and videographers can work with web designers and so on and so forth. We all kind of need each other. Even those who are in the same field, like designers, can help other designers and so on and so forth. So it's very good to adopt that mentality of working together with people. And and as you said, the the audiences can easily overlap. There's going to be someone in another audience that needs, that can be helped by you yeah. as opposed to just relying on the network you already have. And that's, yeah. it's, it's really interesting because I've seen one of the, probably the quicker ways to build the audience that you're looking for is through networking. When you're mm-hmm. able to jump on another podcast, when you're able to jump on another Instagram live or so on and so forth, genuinely and authentically, you're able to build your audience because you're collaborating, you're willing to give and in the process of giving you're being given something as well and then yeah it becomes (laughs) an awesome exchange it becomes win-wins for everyone you know again let's look at an obvious example of a photographer and a web designer Mm. if i'm a photographer and i'm looking at web designers the number one complaint i hear from web designers is that their clients never have good photos right even if they go do a photo shoot they never have good photos so if i'm a photographer i can approach a web designer and say hey 
I would be willing to, if you have a bunch of clients at once, I'd be willing to come train them. Or what if I put together a little packet that helps teach your clients how to have a successful photo shoot? Mm. Whether they use me or not, I don't mind, but I'm willing to train your clients on how to do that so that you get better photos from them, whomever they use. Right. Fantastic, right? What web designer is going to say no to that unless they already have a resource like that? Because they're, you're making their job easier. And then most of those clients have no idea who to hire for a photographer. So they're probably going to call you and check in. And that's how it's just easy win, win, win across the board without any kind of uncomfortable ask. It is an obvious yes from the graphic designer to say yes to that resource coming in. Right. Yeah. And it kind of makes me think about um, the whole idea of, how we think about going about social media and connecting with others. And I'm kind of interested in in your thoughts with the social media landscape that we're in now. Are there any, any ideas or tips that you may have for how we should go about networking in the social media space like in terms of Instagram, whether we should just go the DM route or comment or engage with stories, so on and so forth, or whichever platform you, you may choose. I'm interested to see like what you think in terms of the most authentic way to network on these social media platforms. Yeah. Well, number one, I'm glad that you asked about networking because my first piece of advice I always say is don't get so caught up in creating your own feed, right? If you are just starting out, you want to be spending 80% of your time with other people's feeds and yours is kind of mm. separate, right? You want to be building your yeah. audience through borrowing other audiences. And so then as you're meeting people, Again, I would encourage you to not be trying to meet your individual clients through social media. I'd be thinking about who's your ideal connection avatar, and I would be going to those feeds and trying to meet those folks. And then you do have two tracks that you need to think about. You need to think about how can I be introduced and be noticed in an authentic way? And then how can I build that relationship? And those two things don't usually happen at the same time. So one great way that I find where you can be introduced is by going into the DMs or into the comments, but in a very specific way. And one of the ways I recommend is thanking people. So a lot of times when we're DMing, we don't have a good thing to say, and it can come over as spam, even if it doesn't mean to be spam, or it can come over as too generic that it doesn't cause the person to pay attention. So instead, what I want you to do is look at their posts, look at their work, realize something that helped you even if it was a comment or a tip, and then go into their DMs or comment on that post and say, thank you for this specific piece of advice that you gave in this post or that you gave a couple of weeks ago. It Mm -hmm. stuck with me. Here's how I implemented it, or here's how it impacted my business. I wanted you to know that the things that you shared actually landed and I did something about it. Thank you for that. And that Hmm. will get you introduced to the person because when we're all posting on social media, we want to be helpful. Like we're not doing it for our health, right? Right. We want to have an impact. And so if you go and tell someone, wow, that thing you posted a couple of weeks ago, it stuck with me. And this is how I've now integrated it into my day. Guess what? That is the opening to a conversation in a way that some, you know, if you're going to post like, oh, thanks, I needed to hear that today that's not specific enough. Nobody cares and nobody knows. They're not going to remember you. They don't know how to reply to that. Right. right? So if you Mm. can go in there with some specificity in a thank you or in just in any kind of mode with some specificity, that's going to open the relationship. 
Most likely that person is then going to reply with, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that that was helpful for you. Tell me more. Tell me more about what you're doing. And now you have a door open to start what they call like the maintenance part of the relationship, right? Start actually building a relationship Mm. and making some connections with them that can lead to an ask, you know, one or two interactions down the road. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, I really, really, really like that. Um, Kind of starting off with that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah makes a big difference because I know if someone messages me and I don't know who you are and you're like, you know, thank you for a post that I made three months ago or something like that. It makes me, it makes me feel good. <laughs> so, you remember right. that person? You were, right. Yeah, you do it for a reason. Yeah. And I always laugh because I mentioned this thank you, you know, in a lot of podcasts that I do. And so people will send me thank you notes and be so apologetic. They're like, oh, I'm sure you get a ton of these. I'm like, yes, I do. Yeah. And I appreciate every <laughs> single one of them because it tells me it had an impact on you and I want to help. And it's amazing how yeah. you remember those folks and care about those folks because they made a little bit of effort. And that's where I actually find it helpful that social media is such a spammy world Mm -hmm. because it doesn't take much effort on your part to be above that. And as soon as you go above that and put like a little bit of effort in to be a little specific, you are going to stand out like a sore thumb in a very good way, right? Like use everybody else's laziness to your benefit by putting in 30 seconds more effort than anyone else will. And that will make a world of difference for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Leaving those thank you notes, man. Very, very important. And I, I like that mainly because it starts a very authentic conversation as opposed mm-hmm. to one that is purely focused on your agenda. Because that happens a lot. Like we get on social media and we separate the human aspect of the other person that's <laughs> that you're messaging. Yeah. We, we feel like it's just a profile or it's just someone with X amount of followers as opposed to a literal human. Like yeah. it's very similar to when we go to a networking event a party or whatever and you approach someone and say hi hello you're not gonna say hey would you like to blah 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 with me immediately exactly like like no one that's just not normal but for some reason we think it's okay to do on social media because it's Mm -hmm. somewhat impersonal because we're not seeing the person face to face but when we lead with with that authenticity and being just genuine with the conversation and connection makes a big, big difference. So for the creative, especially one that is an introvert, do you have any, any thoughts on how they should go about like the physical side of networking when it comes to whether or not, like when they go to a networking event or a party mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, and they want to kind of, they want to reach out in a way that makes sense for their brand, but also not directly going after or just shouting at the rooftops in terms of, oh, I'm a photographer, pay me. What would you say would be some practical tips for the physical side of things when we go into these spaces? Yeah, it's a good question. And I wrestled with this again. This is how this whole system came up because I had to do this. And I find it (laughs) easier to give myself a couple of strategies. Number one, you can give yourself a job. And by that, I mean, Mm. you can go in and think about how can I, you know, add value? How can I get involved with this event? How can I volunteer with the event where I'm naturally meeting everyone? And that gives me an excuse to talk to people. That's one way to do it. A couple of better ways to do it, I think. Number two is to do your homework beforehand. Go back to this ideal Mm. connection avatar, figure out who's going to be at the event and decide Mm. who are two or three people that I want to meet. Your job when you go to an event is not to meet the entire room. 
Your job is to meet the two or three people who can have the biggest impact for you. And again, when I was building a multi-million dollar startup, I traveled 90% of the time. I would go to events all the time with the goal of meeting one person. And once I had met that person, I was asleep in my hotel room the rest of the time. Like I didn't worry about work in the room or anything, right? Like I had made my goal and I knew that my ROI would be there because I had met that one person I needed to meet. So give yourself permission. If you're doing this strategically and correctly, you know who your ideal connection avatar is. If you meet that person, you do not need to meet the rest of the room. It's a giant waste of time. And it's going to exhaust you and bring up all your stuff. So just don't bother doing it. Meet the correct people. The third way to do it is if you happen to have the opportunity to offer a platform to people at some of these events that you are at, do that. You're doing that with this podcast, right? I used to do this again. I'll go back to my startup. I was in a situation where we had a lot of media buzz around my startup, but the people I needed to be my customers had absolutely no use to talk to me. They they did not want to talk to me at all, but I had all this media buzz. So I was able to get high profile keynote speeches really easily. Mm. And these people wanted to have platforms at these events. But again, they didn't want to talk to me. So what I did was I started turning down the keynotes, and I would ask for a panel discussion instead. And then I would invite all these people Mm. who did not want to talk to me, I would invite them to be on a panel at an event that they highly prized and wanted publicity at. Mm -hmm. And then guess what, they of course said yes, and I had my in to build a relationship with them. So think about how you can use any kind of platform that you have, whether it be at a physical event or your podcast, I would recommend Mm -hmm. you, you know, start inviting half of your guests should be people who are your ideal connection avatar, right? And this is a great excuse to meet those folks. You (laughs) you know, hand people platforms and make their jobs a little bit easier. And that's number one, you can hide behind that. It's a little easier for an introvert to invite Mm -hmm. a person to participate in that rather than just, oh my gosh, I have to ask this person to have a conversation with me. So think about what kind of platforms that you can Mm -hmm. offer to folks at these events that you have access to. Uh, That is... It's a very, very, very awesome tip. And I definitely have shoved that tip in my pocket. Please <laughs> and I do. will be using it. <laughs> I yell at my yeah. clients who have podcasts. If my clients have podcasts that do interviews and they're not using half their slots for potential connection avatars, we have a conversation about that. Right. So I'm like, come on, like, use it strategically. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is very, very solid advice. And uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that can help in so many ways, because, and that's the beauty of building platforms, because whether you have a podcast or even just your, your social media accounts, in most cases, we're building a platform and that platform can be used in a way, as you said, where it, it kind of helps with getting over the awkwardness of just asking for a direct conversation. It's been like, hey, let's do an IG Live, let's do a podcast, let's da 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 and share platforms and so on and so forth and have a conversation that way and build connection and be able to integrate with that audience as well. Yeah. And I really like what you said in terms of when you're going to a networking event or so on. Yeah. Not having the goal of speaking to every single person, but I guess that's the whole idea with business as well, where like you don't, you're not necessarily trying to work with every single person because you can't meet every single need. You're usually niching down and working with very specific people. And it's kind of the same way with networking. You want to have the ideal person, that your connection avatar that you seek out, you speak to. And once you meet that person, yeah, you're good. You can, yeah. you can chill out after that. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. one event I went to and afterwards I got back on the flight back home and I ended up sitting next to this complete sales bro. And I had had a terrible event and I had this stack of business cards, like 150 deep. 
And he looked at me and he's like, whoa, you had a good day. And I'm thinking, I had the worst day ever. I have nothing. <laughs> you know, these business cards are completely irrelevant to me. I was so frustrated mm. all day meeting these folks. And now I have to figure out what to do with these things because I hadn't been successful in meeting mm. who I needed to meet just because of how the meeting was structured. And, and it was such a stark contrast to me that this very stereotypical old school salesman thought that I'd had this amazing day. And I thought it was a complete disaster of a day and how differently we define those things. Yeah, man. I'm really glad you you clarified that and defined that so far in this conversation. Because yeah, that is, is so important to implement those kind of strategies going forward. And, and I know those who are listening to this episode have already leveled up with just getting that bit of advice because yeah, that will make a big difference for us creatives because yeah, in a lot of cases, us as creatives, we can be really good at the technical side of the creative work that we do. Like a, a photographer is going to know about what to do with um, ISO and shutter speed and so on and so forth, how to handle his camera. But networking usually isn't the top priority. Yep. <laughs> also with web designers and those in the tech space and so on and so forth, usually yep. that's, that's what it is. So it's really good to know these kind of things, to be able to move forward and to build a business, to grow a business as we continue on our entrepreneurial journeys. You know? And one thing I yeah. will say to your creatives is you all have some of the most natural partnerships that are out there. Mm. And I do see this where the networking is not natural and it kind of, it hurts me because I look and I say, there are so many natural partnerships there and natural collaborations that I think creatives have some of the biggest opportunity here. So yeah, I would absolutely love to hear about a couple of people, uh, you know, going out on a limb and giving this a try because I know it will work for creatives. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed what we've been able to pack into this episode. There's so many, so much value already. And yeah, I'm pretty sure who whoever listens to this episode will definitely want to share this with someone else as well, because this is what we need to know. And it ties into the whole goal of this podcast, understanding the business side of creativity, because it's very easy to skip over these kind of things and only focus on the creative side of things. but Yes, things like this really help us to succeed in our in our journey as creatives. As we're wrapping up this episode, I'd really like for you, Michelle, to kind of give us any last tips that you may have for someone who wants to kind of like spread their networking wings as they leave this episode and start networking with clients. Are there any last tips that you may have for that creative? We talked about them already, but I will reiterate the two easiest places to start. Number one, think about who that ideal connection avatar is and allow yourself to get mm. a little creative and clear on that so that you're connecting with the right person. Because as soon as you're connecting with the right person, everything else gets so much easier. It doesn't feel awkward. Right. And alongside of that, send some thank you notes in order to do so, right? I look at thank you notes as the gratitude, like everybody gratitude journals these days, right? right. That's the thing to do. Like thank you notes are the gratitude journaling of networking. And so if you're feeling lost, if you're not sure how to connect to someone, just send a thank you note. And it doesn't have to be in the mail. Like we're you can send the thank you note over DM on a post, like however you're communicating with folks, just remember to start thanking the people who have helped you in your business journey. And just doing that is going to help your network because the karma comes back. That's just how it works. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. I, I'm just so glad you were able to come on to this episode, Michelle. Like we definitely got a good deep dive into networking and something that will definitely last within our businesses for quite some time. It will definitely help us in our journeys. 
And I re- would really like for people to be able to connect with you and to learn more. So you have a free training on your website. I don't know if you're able to mention the link for that. We'll also add it in the show notes as well, where they can connect with you and get some free training for your networking program. Yeah, definitely. The link is themichellewarner.com slash free training. So super creative there. Just go to, <laughs> it's again, there's a the in front of my URL. So themichellewarner.com slash free training. That will take you to a training that breaks down this system. Again, we kind of talked about it. I'll go over the science, like the foundations of things. And then I will actually share how I implement that on the daily basis, the thank you note and beyond. So check that out if you'd like. And I'm also active on Instagram. Like I said, I love getting thank you notes. So if you heard this and you went out on a limb and you gave something a go, come see me on Instagram. It's michelle.warner. Send me a DM. Send me a thank you note. I would absolutely love to hear about your wins. Right. Awesome. And I'll definitely add all of those links within the show notes so you can easily go and find Michelle and connect with her. And please send her a thank you note because you you learned something today, you know, and it'll be good to just say thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. I, <laughs> would, I would love to hear <laughs> I would love to hear it and use me as practice, right? If it's a little intimidating, use me as practice. I promise I will respond and I will be excited about your thank you note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on to today's episode. And yeah, I look forward to being able to connect with you further, whether it's through email or through social media. And yeah, thank you so much again. Agreed. I know we were just connected. So I'm glad that that happened. And I look forward to staying connected as well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Creatively Paid Podcast. Love this episode? Share it with a friend. Subscribe if you haven't already and give us a rating if you are enjoying this podcast. To check out older episodes, visit caseyreed.com slash podcasts.